Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Are you someone who is suitable for the kingdom of God? Now, I did not ask you, are you a believer in Messiah? Didn't ask you, have you surrendered to the truth of the gospel? What I asked you is a very different question, and that is this. Are you living a life that is suitable by your behavior to the kingdom of God? Now, what I'm doing in this message is speaking primarily to believers. Those who have already been saved by God's grace, we understand when we look at this book that salvation is not based upon works. It's a free gift. It's not based upon your performance, what you have done, but rather it is based upon the all-sufficient offering of Messiah done on Passover and when he died upon that cross. So it's what he's done that saved us. But here's the key. Having been saved by God's grace, we are called to live in a way that reflects this new life that we have been given. It says in the scripture, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. We have been born again, and we have been made to be servants of God. And that servanthood should be our primary objective. And here's the key. Every aspect of our life should reflect that. Now, let's understand something. God is indeed watching your life. In fact, we know what the Bible says, that every action that you take, and not just those deeds, but those words that we speak and even the thoughts that we have. Everything that we do, say, and think is being written down. And God is going to reward us or we will suffer a loss based upon what we do. Therefore, we should all agree as believers that our behavior is important to God. Again, Am I saved by my behavior? I am not. No one is. We're saved by grace through faith because of what Messiah has done on that cross. But having been saved by that grace, having received that free gift through faith, our life should reflect the kingdom of God. And we should live in a way, and I want to emphasize that, we should live in a way that that demonstrates that we are suitable for the kingdom of God, that our life reflects that character of the kingdom, and we also, in behavior, recognize the authority of that king of that kingdom. And of course, I'm speaking of Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Take out your Bible 
and look with me to the book of luke and chapter 9 the book of luke and chapter 9 now in a few minutes we're going to begin in verse 57 and what we're going to see here is a few individuals that are being challenged to follow messiah in fact some initiate this subject they say i will follow you but the question is this are they sincere do they have the commitment that reflects a life that is surrendered over to the will of god see it's easy to accept him as savior for us to acknowledge him as a miraculous god which he is and he's able to help us to bless us to protect us and to help us overcome the attacks of the enemy and those individuals that are in covenant with the enemy but here's the key maturity recognizes him as lord did you hear that maturity emphasizes his authority over us so again let me ask you that same question does your life reflect a suitability that you have in regard to the kingdom of god well look with me to our first verse verse 57 where it says but it came about as they are going on the way now remember that they meaning the disciples and there's probably others with them they are journeying on the road and what happens a certain one said to him that means an individual said to him and that him is yeshua i will follow you wherever you depart now this word that i translated depart most bibles in fact i think almost every translation that i looked at says i will follow you wherever you go that's simply not the right uh, definition for that word now it is the general word for going but what we need to remember is that there is a prefix on that verb so to come to go is fine but because of that prefix it means to go away it shows a departure a change of location and the reason why i'm emphasizing that is this reason this word is going to be used three times in the first few verses and when a word repeats several times it is to emphasize and what is being emphasized here well if you surrender to his authority you are going to be seeing and experiencing change in your life you're not just going to remain here but you're going to be led over there and to this location and to another location now be careful because don't make the wrong conclusion and that is this everyone who is is serving god is going all over the place didn't say that that's not what this text means but what it says is that we're going to be going away from our comfort zone where we are now we may live in the same town all of our life and you can have a very powerful
powerful and pleasing ministry to our Lord and Savior in that same location, that town that you perhaps have lived in all your life, but you are going to be led by the Spirit to this place and to that place, maybe in that same city. But you are going to have a variety of experiences as God uses you. So look again at at the text. This one says, I will follow you wherever you go, Lord. Now, that sounds good. That sounds like a commitment. But what does Messiah do? He uh, tests that. Just like we are commanded in the Word of God to test the spirits, we see here that Messiah is testing the sincerity of our words. Are we sincere? Are we genuine when we say, you're the Lord of my life, I recognize your authority over me, and whatever you command me to do, this I'm going to do. I hope that's the reality. But notice what Messiah says verse 58 and yeshua says to him foxes have holes and the birds of the heavens have nests but and this is an important word but it is a conjunction of contrasts so in contrast to foxes that that live in holes in the ground we call them dens they have safety there they raise their family this is their location and they feel at peace there and we know that birds that fly in the sky they have nests that they go to in the evening where they raise their their offspring and this is their habitation but what does he say well foxes have holes and the birds of the heaven have nests but in contrast to that the son of man does not have anywhere to lay the head and that's literally what it says the head but it's probably meaning his head now what are we to glean from that understand from that term as we serve god don't believe that service to god provides earthly stability meaning this that we'll have always enough money in the bank and that we'll have a a nice uh, comfortable home and everything that we need for stability it's going to be there no now god does indeed provide oftentimes he provides in abundance but there are times that we have seen in the scripture where someone who is faithful following god serving god submitting to the authority of god they uh, suffer loss and they can go through some very very uncertain times and they can be an experience where being an experience where they feel very unsure about everything that's going on around them that's okay why we don't trust in what we see we do not rely upon experience what do we rely upon the authority of this book that it is truth that it is the word of god and therefore we may not have at all times that stability in our life but realize this 
If you are in an obedient relationship with the living God through faith in Messiah Yeshua, that is Jesus Christ, there is not a more stable place to be. So you may not see the things that make for earthly stability, but if you are are walking with God, what does John say in John chapter 10? That we are in the hand of our Father, our Heavenly Father, that we are in the hand of our Lord and Savior, and that no one can pluck us out. That is security. When we are obedient to the Word of God, we will have true security and stability but our eyes might not behold it that's part of trusting god not just following after what you can see but believing in his promises even at those times when you don't see a reason in the flesh to see believe those promises they are real he will never leave you or forsake you he is always going to keep his covenant promises to his people so we see that the son of man in contrast to foxes and birds who have a degree of stability in this world their nests and their holes the son of man does not have anywhere a place to put the head meaning his head look now to verse 59 Yeshua said to a certain one, meaning an other individual, follow me. So he speaks to another individual saying, follow me. But what did this one say? This one said, Lord, permit me to go away first and bury my father. Now, this is the second time that we've seen this word to go away. And here's the problem. Instead of going away with Messiah, he wants to depart from Yeshua. Why? To bury his father. Now, I'm of the mindset that that this father has died. And the point is that the funeral is imminent. It's perhaps, according to Jewish law, people are buried the day that they die. So we may not be talking about a great request. You know, he's not saying my father is uh, young, he's healthy, and uh, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when when he dies, then I'll follow you. That just isn't the context and the, the message of this passage. So he makes that request. And we might think that seems rather reasonable, but notice the response of Yeshua. Look at verse 60. But there's that same conjunction of contrasts. But Yeshua said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. Now, the context is this. This one has died. There's nothing that you can do for the dead. Therefore, the ones who are like this one, Those ones who have no spiritual sensitivity, those people who are not interested in the word of God, the truth of scripture, those people who are in bondage to this world, they're worldly minded. 
he says, let the dead bury their own dead. God will lead you to those individuals that are searching. And God demands that we be willing to depart where we are, our comfort zone, the stability that we may have in order to follow him and seek those who God will lead us to because these other individuals, they they can be brought into the kingdom of God. And notice what he says here. He says, but you, and this is the third time, but you depart or go away and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of life. Our God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. He is the God of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And they were alive. They were not dead. They were physically dead, but they were not spiritually dead. And what we need to be seeking are those, as I said, who have a degree of spiritual sensitivity. And we need to pursue them, and we need to be very, very much listening to the leadership of the Spirit of God. We need to be sensitive to His direction so that He leads us. And we may have to depart to this part of town or this part of the country or to another country. We need to be open to wherever God is going to lead us. And that's why He says in this passage, let the dead bury their own dead, but you, meaning in contrast to that, but you go away and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, I hope you see that so frequently in the scripture, especially in the four gospels, there is an emphasis on the kingdom of God. And you will only be led by the spirit of God for the kingdom purposes, and I could say it this way, for service in regard to that kingdom is if you first and foremost rely upon this book. Be committed to God's revelation to humanity, that is scripture. Apply it to your life in faith, and you are going to be amazed on how God works in your life and what he can do through you and oftentimes in spite of you and me. Our God is a great God. Well, move on to verse 61 where it says, but, but he said, another one said, and this is a different one addressing Yeshua, and he says, I will follow you, Lord. That sounds great, but there's a problem. There's also that same conjunction of contrast. He says, I will follow you, Lord, but first, Permit me to, to separate. Some Bibles will say to bid farewell, to say goodbye to the ones in my house. Now, again, that may seem like a reasonable request. You want me to leave? You want me to depart this place with you? I'll do it. But first, let me say goodbye. To, to bid farewell, to separate 
from those in my house. Well, here's the key. We need to be individuals that when God says, follow him, do this, do that, nothing, nothing whatsoever takes priority over that. And even something that may seem very reasonable to you and to me to say goodbye to our our family, we're going to see that Messiah has a very different take on this situation. There's always, when it comes to serving God, doing His will, being used by Him, there's always a great urgency. And if we allow those things that may seem reasonable, if we allow them to interrupt that, that time for service is going to be lost. And notice what he says in this passage of Scripture. Look with me now to verse 62 where he says, But he said to him, that is, Yeshua says to him, No one who places his hand upon the plow and looks what? Looks backwards. Here's the problem. We are to come out of this world. Don't be like Lot's wife. Don't be an individual that turns back. But remember that we have an upward call. And that upward call is forward. And therefore he says, no one who, and let's be very careful here, no one who has placed his hand upon the plow. And looking back, and here's that key, is suitable for the kingdom of God. Now, that word for suitable, you know, when you look at it in the Hebrew New Testament and the Greek, the New Testament was written in Greek, but it's just interesting when we look at the Hebrew, it says no one that is kosher. What's kosher? Fitting, appropriateness. So no one who's appropriate, fitting, suitable, for the kingdom of God looks back. We're not interested in what was. We're not committed to this world. What does the scripture say? We are called out of this world. Just like in the book of Revelation, it says that we are called out of of Babylon. Babylon is that expressive, this, this oppressive, excuse me, this oppressive empire that is going to dominate the world. Now, it dominated the children of Israel going back some some 2,500 years ago. And we're going to see that the Antichrist empire is also going to be a highly oppressive empire. And what do we need to do? We need to be the congregation of the redeemed. And that word for the congregation of the redeemed, you know it. It is the Greek word ekklesia, which means literally, it's translated more often than not, church. But ekklesia, it means those who are called out. And here's the practical application for it. We are called out of, of this world, this worldly way of thinking, and doing what seems reasonable in this world. That no longer is how we are called to behave. We are called to demonstrate, and hear this carefully, 
we're called to demonstrate an absolute commitment to Messiah's purposes if we are going to be suitable for the kingdom of God. Now again, we're not talking about salvation in this message. We're talking to and about people who are saved. And what is God's expectations for them and their lives? And what is it? To depart, to leave, to come out, to behave differently. And to believe in a way or to behave in a way that that emphasizes that you are individuals that belong to the kingdom of God. What does he say? He says, go away and proclaim the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to do. And we got to go back to that original question. And it's this. Does my life reflect that? Am I living in a way that when God looks at me, he sees a passion, he sees a commitment, he sees a life that is suitable for the kingdom of God, that we have that kingdom character? What is that? A righteous character. A character that reflects the attributes of God. That we make decisions based upon the word of God. Why? very simple because it's only when we make decisions based upon the word of god can we be assured that they're godly decisions what does the scripture say do not lean on your own understanding and when we look at these individuals that did not measure up the first let me bury my father it's not going to take long well you never know what may happen in that brief time let me go home first and say goodbye to my family sounds reasonable not a big request but what did messiah do he rejected such a request we need to be people that sense and realize and demonstrate a great urgency for the things related to the kingdom of god And when you are truly individuals that submit to that way of thinking, as I said, you are going to be amazed how God leads you, where he takes you, and what is he going to do through you? He is going to use you as an instrument of righteous change in the life of other people. And let me tell you, that is an exciting experience. Not just for them, but primarily for you. To know that you are being used by God, that you are accomplishing His will, that you are doing His purposes, and that you are manifesting His glory through introducing people to the presence of God. You know what that is? It is the most exciting life. And it gives you a spiritual high that you never have to come down from it is an experience that brings you into the presence of god and it's wonderful when you can take others there with you make no mistake we serve a wonderful god what's the purpose of this message be fully committed to him i'll close with that shalom 
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.